Hello and welcome to In the Art Scene podcast, a place where creatives share their stories. My name is Galina Marquez and I have another cool story prepared for you today. So let's get to it. Hello everybody and welcome back to In the Art Scene podcast. And I'm having uh, another amazing guest today with whom we were trying once to record this episode. <laughs> Believe it or not, over a year ago, uh, it did not work for us technically that uh, that time. And we've been playing phone tags. Uh, it doesn't help that we live in totally different parts of the globe. She's in Australia. It was a good warm up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We had an amazing conversation. I have no idea if we will be able to repeat that, but oh well, and, we'll and, try. <laughs> yeah, and there's so many things happen <laughs> between then and now. <laughs> we yeah. were just we were just catching up off uh, offline on you know wonders of motherhood. <laughs> yeah. All right, oh, yeah. Chelsea. Why wouldn't you introduce yourself? Oh, every time. See, I thought I'd, I'd get easier the second time around, but it's not. It's hello. My name's Chelsea, and I'm from Australia. And I have an obsession with seed pods. And if you don't know what that is, um, it's concerning because I think everywhere in the world has seed pods anyway. And I collect them and I transform them into whatever I can or whatever I feel they should be transformed into. If that makes sense, well, I'm it, trying to. If no, it does, <laughs> yeah, if it doesn't make sense, uh, you guys just have to go and check out her Instagram, which is <laughs> yeah. hello, hello, Chess, uh, Chess Art. Uh, and I don't yeah. remember where the dots are, but we will put it in the show notes for sure. So, yes, you have to see that because it's 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 incredible and it's difficult to describe. Thank and, you. And it, it looks, yeah, it looks so, so. Um, and I'm forgetting my words. Uh, uh, hello, mom. You're okay. You're okay. You're okay. First month. Yeah. I feel you. It looks so exotic to me because I have never seen anyone doing this uh, type of work. And I remember saying last time, and it's even true still, um, when I was sort of painting on pods to begin with, I was looking for possible inspiration on Pinterest or if anyone's using Pinterest still uh, Google images anywhere I could find any sort of inspiration about painting on seed pods and um, there was like the the most well, I don't know just the, the slim pickings is what I'm going to say it was just not something that I could really draw inspiration from so I sort of just I don't know just kept experimenting by myself so that's just where it's all led to yeah well just from, doing it by myself from last time i remember actually that was a very interesting story how you came up with this whole uh, thing of painting on seed pods because you were uh, you were trying to become like a more conventional type artist yeah. and yes. and that yes. was and that was your more kind of a just for me creative outlet the kind of thing right? yeah yeah yeah, yeah can I you always talk a little did bit, struggle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so my my mom is also an artist, and I grew up I grew up watching mom paint. I I didn't tell you this part. Mom mom used to paint. Um, she still does, but she's taken a back seat at the moment. But she would paint landscapes and just beautiful paintings, and I'd always just want to do that you know like I would just be inspired and then she'd get me the paints and a canvas and I just would just kind of just look at the blank canvas and just not know what to do and then if I did do anything then it would just immediately look rubbish so I guess there's that sort of uh perfectionism or maybe imposter syndrome but um I'd collect seed pods in the beginning and rocks and, and driftwood and all that sort of stuff and I would just start painting on those because the canvas per se has already been done, if that makes sense. So I was just filling in the blanks and that was the warm-up. And then I'd try to go back to painting <laughs> tradi like traditionally and I, again, would just come to this mental block of just I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know what it's supposed to look like. And I think I just got caught up in it having to look like something because I'm not sure if it's the same in America, but in Australia at the moment, there's a massive big 
trend for still life, which is painting flowers in vases. And although I look at those and just go, they are so beautiful and I wish I had that talent, that's just, I've just come to peace with that's That's not my medium. And instead of painting flowers, it's almost like I am, I'll, I'll paint on the flowers, you know, like I'll paint on anything that is already a natural canvas, if that makes sense. I find that, I don't know, that's what I'm drawn to. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. And I just remember from our last conversation how you were saying that uh, trying yourself in this traditional type art would just frustrate the heck out of you. It still does. To like, I tried to go to a watercolor um, class, sort of like a, we have them over here where you, you go and you all paint the same thing and you have wine and it's like yeah, it's yeah, called yeah. sip and paint. Yeah, do you yeah, have that same, over there? Yes, we do. Same thing? Yep, yep. And I'm like completely frustrated because I'm just, it doesn't come naturally at all to me. I, I've taken lessons. I've like at uni, we did some art courses and it just never has stuck with me. It's just, I feel it's just, there's just that mental block and whatever reason, that's what led me to it, to what my craft is. And I guess it's actually quite funny because I've got quite a few friends that do watercolors and still lifes that I absolutely adore and they look at my art and go I can't I don't understand how you can even do that like how can you picture that that is so difficult and that's why I find it so hilarious because we have this moment where we're looking at each other's art going how how can you like where do you start and I just love that I love that I I totally uh, yeah I know because uh I I was so inspired by your work and I started collecting seed pods. And I think last time I showed you my little collection. Uh, guess what? Uh, I never went anywhere with it because I like I was looking at them exactly <laughs> the way you're describing. Where do I start? What the heck do I do with this? Well, what hmm. color? What pattern? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. It's, I don't know. It's sort of, I, I find that really um, alien of a thought, you know, like I'll be, holding a seed pod and I can already see the pattern unraveling itself on the seed pod so it's sort of it's it's not a I don't know it's not a conscious decision of what I'm painting it comes from my subconscious if I want to be so philosophical about it so when did you realize (laughs) that this is your actual art like this is your main art not what you were trying to do with the conventional type painting so I think it started around like I had my normal Instagram page, which is just, you know, what people, you know, like normal people, you just have taken off your food or you take it off your dog, whatever. And I just started taking photos of some of the art that I had uh, created. And that was a big sort of catalyst for the whole thing because I didn't want to post anything on Instagram because I didn't think my art was art and I I thought it was quite rubbish to be honest with you and I'd get a couple of people go oh my god what is that is that do we have this in Australia and I was like yeah literally and I had one of my friends go what is that I'm like it's a seat pod we literally walk past it every time we go on a walk and she's like where so I had to show her the tree and show the and she's like you painted that from that and then I was like yeah and she's like I've never seen that and I would just have a whole collection at home and I'm meaning like over a hundred seed pods that I had painted but I only had posted like one or two and then anyone that would come over not just family and friends but if we had people visiting like we had a bank insurer just come over and they saw my art and they're like what is that art like what is that and so I just naturally go okay this is something that is a little bit different because I'm getting a lot of questions based on things that I thought were just people should know that you know like it was quite (laughs) shocking for me because I was just like it's a banksia seed and the um banksia seeds are just so common over here so that's why when people were looking at them I was just going but it's just a banksia seed like it's nothing special and they're like yeah but you've just you've just completely transformed it into something I don't even recognize I'm like that's interesting so in 2020 I was stuck at home like 
a lot of people and I had a toddler and he he was going through that stage of he wanted me to watch him play but he didn't want me to play with him so then I had all of this art that I had sitting around and I just started a page but it wasn't specifically for selling or anything like that it was just appreciation page of Instagram with just the things I've created and anyone that likes it likes it because I had a lot of my friends saying to me, you know, you really need to put this on Instagram. You need to show people. You just need to start a website or something. And honestly, I was just like, why? Honestly, why? And they're like, no, people need to see this. This is something just so different. And the some of my friends that I'd painted seed pods for, they were just, I, I've just, when I watched them hold, hold the seed pods, I was just, in like enthralled by their face and uh just because there was just such wonder because in Australia when we're growing up the seed pods that we would play with I think it's a nostalgia thing Mm -hmm. because I'd have heaps of my friends go oh my god I used to play with these when I was little and then they'd just be looking at them and they'd just be like I can't believe you've done done this because we used to do this as children as in paint on seed pods but nothing to the I don't know just I know like no I don't know how to explain it it's just it's something that I used to do when I was little but never conscious about it we'd always play with these vessels I I call them and then yeah so it's just a re-imaging a re-imaging of a childhood memory, really, being reorientated into something new. So it's familiar but unfamiliar. And so I, I just got heaps of traction and people were like, can I buy them? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, I was like, no, they're, they're, they're kind of really special to me because I've taken a lot of time, a lot of love creating these. And then I had people like, well, I want something. Can I have something? And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take photos and will that be enough? Can can you buy the prints? And then people were like, yeah. I still have people that um, ask for specific teapods and I have progressed to, you can't have the ones that I've created for myself, but I will commission a seed pod so if they've got something specific then they come to me and I'll make it for them because it's almost like adopting a dog for the for training them but knowing that they're going to go back somewhere you know like when I'm painting these seed pods for commissions I know they're not for me so I don't get attached and that's how special it is the process of painting on a seed pod which sounds well well you know when I'm saying it it just sounds so silly but there it is so I have seen I have seen those prints on your Instagram. You're uh, creating n- not only beautiful seed pods, but also beautiful compositions that you take pictures of and uh, selling as prints. Yeah. So do I hear you correctly that all of those seed pods that you you painted over the years, you still own? I own probably 95% of them because I have given away I've given away a couple to um, some close friends of mine. Um, There was a fertility pod that I had painted and I gave that to one of my closest friends because she's having trouble conceiving. So I gave that Uh to her because it was really special and and she used to always really gravitate towards that one. So for me, that's just a little piece of me, you know, to her. And so, yes, the, the ones that I've photographed, they're all in a massive, cupboard which I've filled now so Michael's like my husband's going well what are you gonna do now you got to get another cupboard <laughs> I, that, was yeah, my, that was my I question them, you, yeah. yeah you must have boxes and boxes of them I have so many and I think it's good though because um I had a lady approach me in Toowoomba and she's like I have um I got commissioned to paint a seed pod for um another it's hard to explain but I got commissioned to paint a seed pod for a lady I knew and she knew another lady and she bought it from her and she's like I really want you to do an exhibition and I was like okay okay so I'm currently just 
I'm glad I didn't sell them because now I'm just currently madly painting for next year, which will be my first solo exhibition, which is a bit wow. insane. Wow. Bit where, insane. Where, where is it, where is it going to happen? In, so 2023 in September, um, in Toowoomba, we have what's called a carnival flowers. So it's basically, it's spring and all of our parks are specifically planted with just, if, if you don't know it, just look it up. It's just basically the whole city is transformed into just a colourful array of floral and we're teaming up at the same time so that when people, like we get, um, sometimes we have had some international people travel just for the uh, carnival flowers and people from around Australia come and visit and um, the reason why it's then is because I guess flowers, seed pods and, yeah, so it's going to be quite larger than I anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, so it's something that I'm sort of trying to get my mental, just trying to get the sort of like how I'm going to do this um, exhibition because it's just like I have so many ideas and I'm trying to rein myself in because I always sort of run away with my <laughs> run away with my ideas. So mine is like, okay, how about we create some seafood first? <laughs> then we'll worry about the exhibition but it's just yeah the only reason why I mention that is it's just like I never thought I'd be doing a solo exhibition let alone just what I'm doing now it's sort of just insane honestly it's just crazy well I uh, yeah that 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 sounds really great and I look forward to seeing some pictures from that and exhibition some photos. Yes. yes yes and uh please if you don't mind send me the link to that event that you yeah, were just talking about i will make sure to put it in the show notes no one knows yet <laughs> no oh, okay oh, yeah. well no one knows about so the next show. year yeah yeah okay so next year i'll release the, well, everybody, the dates for that everybody's gonna know that's all right that's yeah, all right you just told everybody <laughs> everybody's gonna that's know. All right. that's all right i have to commit to it now which is really good <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> all right. yeah we will revisit that um I wanted also to talk to you a little bit about um I remember you were you were telling about your connection with the nature and how you feel that you were collaborating with the nature when you're painting on the seed pods. And I remember last time it touched me so deeply. So I wanted to revisit that topic a little bit because that's that's really something uh something unique that you were doing. And the way that you are communicating with the nature through your art. Yeah. If I've always thought that sea pods in themselves are so beautiful. And when I first started playing with nature and I guess just experimenting with things uh, the form of nature, I had been studying um my masters of architecture and we have studied uh biomimicry and, and the concepts around that and specifically for me it was focusing on studying the forms of nature so one of my buildings was inspired off i think it was a banksia it's been By studying biomimicry and just having this appreciation for form and how in nature sometimes form follows function and those sorts of principles, I always felt that with my art anyway, it was really important that I took a stand against fast uh, art, which is kind of being what's produced now. and. What I love about what I do is if something doesn't work out, that's okay. I just put it in the garden or I just give it to my toddler and he can play with it, which I have a basket of either half-drawn or sea pods that didn't particularly work out or ones that Nikolai had uh, added his own co-creating on my sea pod. <laughs> um, and 
I think what's special about my art and what is um, important for me for co-creating with nature is elevating or transforming the already beautiful forms that is within the seed pod, but just highlighting anything that I think within the seed pod. I think it's just important that when I'm co-creating, all I'm focusing on is trying to uncover the hidden elements or forms within the seed pod. And that might be um, focusing on some of the forms of the seed pod that I feel would elevate the design of a seed pod or not um, painting something that I want to mute within it. And that's sort of like the whole process of co-creating with nature is sort of looking at the seed pod and seeing what forms within it that I should focus on. And sometimes like the seed pods that I can get are all different shapes, all different colours, all different textures. So with that, that sort of leads me into the design. There's some seed pods that I couldn't draw any intricate sort of patterns on, so I don't, you know. There's some seed pods that are very, very, they're grey, so I can either go crazy with colour or I can mute it back. Like I had a black seed pod and I painted it with, um, with it's almost like a netting of grey and then little elements of gold within it and it was just sort of, elevating that seed pod just a little bit so you took a double take I had one that I had drawn on that it was so intricate that that my father-in-law was like oh what a beautiful seed pod what are you going to paint on it (laughs) I was like I have painted on it and he goes really and then I showed him the blank seed pod he goes oh my god I thought I thought that was the texture of the seed pod so sometimes it's not even about um, having a pattern that's crazy or colourful. Sometimes I like to just, I don't know, just add a little bit of finesse that gives it this sort of magical quality, you know? It's just, I guess what I'm trying to say is the seed pod often will lead me in the direction that it wants me to paint. That's I get a it. Long, yeah. long story <laughs> short. And that's what co-creating is. Letting, working with the seed pod and your medium, whereas a canvas is, I'm here, paint me however you want me to paint, which for me, it's good. Like you can tr- uh, transform a white canvas into whatever you want, but I feel like what I do is a little bit more, I don't want to say anything that's offensive, <laughs> a little bit more, not to say tricky it's it's sort of there's more a conscious decision of how I'm going to paint because if I try to work against a seed pod and that's often why seed pods don't work out is if I'm trying to push it too far and it looks unnatural so I guess what I'm trying to do is just complement what's already there and that's that's why I always have people go wow you've transformed this seed pod into something I could never imagine whereas I've had a couple of people I guess this happens with everyone I've had a couple of people um copy me and direct copy um and I showed my husband and I was like oh no look and all I had four ladies that were copying me and he's just like but don't you see what they've done they've brutalized it they've absolutely brutalized the seed pod you don't even know what that is and they've taken away the natural beauty of the seed pod and working together with the seed pod. So that's what co-creating, that's what sort of the answer. <laughs> it makes total sense. And uh, I, I think uh, the word compliment that you use uh, describes, the, describes it perfectly, that you are not trying to uh ignore what nature has already done you are complimenting respecting it i exactly. think that's the word i'm trying yeah. to respect the form and nature without taking away its already natural beauty to- total sense makes total sense <laughs>
let's take a short coffee break. Are you enjoying this episode? If you do, would you buy me a coffee? I would really appreciate it. The link is in the show notes and on our website in theartscene.com. Thank you for your support. Hey listeners, did I tell you that we have fun merch? Well, we do. Click shop on our website and check it out. We have tees and hoodies, coffee mugs for your paint water, and my personal favorite, a studio apron. We use fun clothes from real artists, our podcast guests. And the best thing is all items are customizable, so get creative. By purchasing the merch, not only do you support the production of this podcast, but you also help us support art-related nonprofits and community organizations. Thank you for your support. Do you collect all your seed pods yourself uh, where where you are? Or do uh, you have people sending you seed pods from all over the world? Or um, how does that all work? All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> um, where I currently live at the moment, um, I'm very fortunate. It's about 35 different varieties that I can collect just on my walk. Um, I also have so many people and I this is what just floors me is I have so many people contact me I had one last week say hey I've I've got this whole collection of eucalyptus seed pods that I collected on my trip to South Australia this is a real lady would you like to purchase them and I, I just just crazy you know or I had a lady um in America and I had a lady in Portugal say these are seed pods can I send them for free I I have people that will just, oh, I had this other, um, I had this lovely man. He makes these little miniature, uh, I can't even explain it. It's like little creatures with seed pods. Huh. And he sent me one of those and he said, I want you to paint it for me. I just, because he had never painted any and he goes, I've tried and it just doesn't work. And um, I do have a lady in well, I have a husband and wife team in Western Australia and they collect seed pods, but it's more for nature play for kids. And I was like, do you have any of these specific seed pods? And they go, yeah, we walk past them all the time. We just don't collect them because, you know, no one's interested in them. And I was like, I will take those. Yes, <laughs> please take them. Um, they've got sustainable harvesting rights. That's why there's some seed pods that you can only get through either um people that have licenses that they can collect them so that they're not damaging the tree they're not you know they're not disrupting any of the uh you know the surroundings and they're just taking that alone and they're not taking ones that haven't released their seeds inside so and I've got I've got a lot of connections basically of just either people sending them for free, people asking if I'd like to purchase them, or I have four impact, or they contact me and say, hey, I just collected all of these. I think you'd really like them. So I just never expected that, the kindness of people, you know, and I had a lady send me, she she went to, um, she went on a holiday to Morton and she was like, I just saw this random seed pod. I'm sending it to you. I just want you to paint it. I just want to see what you can do with it. You know, it's almost like a design challenge. <laughs> it's <laughs> I crazy. Can, I can send you some giant pine cones. I mean, they're technically seed pods as well. We have those huge cedar pine cones. I don't know if you have ever painted. Oh, I would love them. Honestly, I had. No, I've I've got two. We've got we don't have the the conifers that you guys have. Is you have some beautiful seed pods over there. Like I was given a it's it's called a bunya pine seed pod, and it's huge. But I made the mistake of leaving it because I usually dry them, and I let I sort of left that one in the sun a little bit too long. And what happens is is it sort of puffs up. And then it disintegrates completely uh-huh. because obviously that's how it sheds all of its seeds. So I accidentally left that in the sun. So that is now disintegrated all over the floor. 
<laughs> so that I guess that's on the back of like there's a very specific time for collecting seed pods and um, if I do get them, then I clean them and I fumigate them and there's some that need to be uh, in the sun and then they'll either disperse some of their seeds and I'll collect them and I'll give them to my mum because she lives on a property so she can plant those if you're interested in that. <laughs> That's just what I do. It's sort of a whole process. Well, you got it. I'll send you some point cones. I did it. Please, I would love that. I did it. I I said it on the internet. Now everybody knows. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see if customs will be like, what is? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, it's, a, a, it's an interesting question, by the way. I have no idea if there is any policy against sending things like that. So if if the seed pod has seeds within it, that's usually an issue. But if it's in Australia, very fortunate where our seed pods sort of just like dispel all the seeds within and then it's just like a vessel. Uh-huh. And so, if it's been fumig- if it's been fumigated, it's it's almost just like a a wooden craft. I'm not sure how to explain, but um, I usually only am able to send over the black bean seed pods, where they're basically just a husk. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, there's no sort of nowhere where insects can hide and those sorts of things so in that sort of respect it's a bit hard and that's why um I had a couple of people internationally like I really love this seed pod specifically and I was like I can't get that to you so the best I can do is send you a print so I guess that was another reason that led me to prints as well so but usually um usually seed pods are fine yeah, I've ordered, I had ordered some. We don't have them over here. It's uh, like the acorn trees that you uh-huh. guys have with the, squir- uh-huh. like with the squirrels. And I know that that's just like so like blasé, but like I got <laughs> I got some in the mail and I was like, oh, my God, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, okay, calm down, crazy lady. Because we have acorn trees, but like they're not, they're like native acorn and they're tiny little little buds whereas you you have like these little I can't even explain it it just reminds me of um the ice age movie with the little uh-huh, squirrel uh-huh, yes. yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't have that so when I, was, when I was um sent them I was just like losing my mind because I was just like we don't have that and that's why I want to travel as well and now that we can I can see what there is in the world basically it's exciting. It is. <laughs> and, and do you do you research all the trees that you are uh, using as your models? <laughs> yes, I have no idea. I mean, I, I love that. I because I have no idea. Uh, in uh, I haven't I haven't lived in California for that long. I mean, I probably would know more about uh, my native natural habitat, which was you know central Russia. Um, but here, a lot of the a lot of the trees and a lot of the seed pods are uh, still exotic for me here in California. Uh, mm. Let alone what you are doing; like those are from from different planet completely. <laughs> especially yes, they do, they do. <laughs> especially <laughs> after you have worked on them. Uh, so yeah, and uh, uh, I don't I don't research. I I I see some cool ones, but I I don't really know the names of the trees or uh, you know how they grow or whatever. So do you do you do research on everything that you are painting? Very. Uh, I keep saying this, but I am very fortunate because my my husband, his his uh, father, he was a sort of a a botanist. I think that's the same over there, but. Um, he he gave me some inklings on where I could find some field guides over here, and I was able to uh, snag a 1982, I think it is, of from the Commonwealth Eucalyptus Buds and Fruits Illustration Field Guide, and it's basically a dictionary of nearly most 
of the eucalyptus seed pods that we have and he had an old um, textbook from when he was going to uni about um, banksias. So I've got so many field guides you couldn't know what to do with of just all the different seed pods because when I started I got some and people were like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> just give me I have no idea. And, and, of course, people want to know the scientific name or if I don't give the scientific name, I might get in trouble with some people and they're like, actually, it's called this, this, this. So it's actually, it's a learning process for me too, which is great. And the funny thing is, is with classifications and our seed pods over there, because they're still discovering things today, everything gets reclassified. So I have a book, obviously, from 1982, and I have a book in 19, oh, I think it's like 1998, and some of the classifications have like completely changed. There's new subgroups of seed pods, and, and like I said, they're still making discoveries today. So I think what I like about it is it's almost, if I can harp back to my childhood, it's almost like Pokemons. <laughs> I have to catch them all. They have to all be mine. <laughs> and if I see like someone brings a seed pod home and they'll be like, have you painted on this before? I'd be like, uh, no, where did you get that? And I'll literally force them to tell me exactly where the tree that they have got it from, <laughs> where the location is, what time of day, you know, what month. Because it's it's actually getting now a bit rare if I don't know what the seed pod is. So it's pretty funny, really. I've become the person that's a little bit nutty about seed pods. And if someone someone will send a photo to me and be like, do you know what this is? Or I found this on my walk. Do you know what it's called? And I was like, how did I become the person to come to? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's just because the process of I'm the only one that's actually doing stuff with seed pods that would otherwise just be forgotten about, really. Like the like um um Hannah said, she's like, I walk past that tree, I don't collect it. No one, it's not popular. It doesn't particularly look nice. And I'm like, I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> don't leave it on the tree just because she's ugly. I can make her beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. No, it says we a lot. Do have some. Yeah. It says a lot about your respect and appreciation for nature. It's not like you're just collecting them because they're fun to paint on. Uh mm. the way that you're learning and the way that you are uh yeah, you're you're studying and you're kind of getting to know each other almost. Yeah, I love it. And I do have people like, no, no, can you paint some more banksies? And they are the most popular that. I paint, but I was like, no, 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 well, I'll, I'll paint some more soon. But these ones need to be given a little bit of love and also advertisement about what they are, you know. I think I'm posting one tomorrow even and I I don't think many people know where or what it is. And that's what makes me excited because people go, we have that in Australia? What? <laughs> that's so everyone's fun. sort of discovering with me. It's lovely. Yeah. Oh, and I think that's the difference what I love about my art. It's, a, it's sort of like a collaborative thing. Like I have people from the community sending me these things, people I don't even know in real life, they're just sending me these seed pods and they're like, I want to see what you do with them. Whereas I guess in traditional art, it's more of a voyeur experience. You're just watching these people create these things going, wow, but you don't feel like you have a connection personally with them because all you can really say is oh I love that ceramic or I love your painting and all they can really say is thanks <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah. right yeah that's yeah. it exactly and, I don't know it just creates more of a dialogue and the importance of being aware of your surroundings and celebrating nature and not taking it for granted and if I could just say that <laughs> Do you ever repeat the patterns or all your designs are completely unique? I struggle to repeat patterns unless I have a specific um, pattern that I want to do in a series. So I did one in a sort of different color series. 
So I did one in every colour and that was really nice. But I probably, yeah, I really struggled to do the pattern again on the teapot unless someone commissions me for it. It's just because I've just got so many different sea pods and so many different ways of painting that it's it's almost, you know, you feel like you're limiting yourself by doing, replicating the same thing because isn't that nature? Everything is unique. And so if I find I keep doing the same thing over and over again, which often, you know, even traditional art is like that, you know, like if you've got, if you're really known for one art style or one, you know, one type of painting, I feel like you get really stuck in your own sort of, you don't grow and you don't evolve as an artist unless you really push yourself. And even so, like, you will get pushed back by people and they're like, no, I I like it when you paint this way, whereas I don't really have a a style, only that I use seed pods, right? (laughs) Yeah. I'm lucky in that respect, yeah. It's a real struggle, actually, what you're describing, because, you know, when you're when you are an emerging artist and you are trying to find your voice and you feel like everybody else has a style and only like you are the only one who doesn't. Uh, yeah. And then when you get the style, you get bored and you're trying to venture out yeah. somewhere. And then, yeah. yeah, you get the comments from people who know you because of that style. It's like, oh, no, why did you switch? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lady I knew, Helen, um, in the UK. She went through that, I think, last year. She's a phenomenal artist and she decided to just change quite drastically, I might say. The, the techniques were the same, but just the style was different and the backlash she got. And she's like, have you ever got that? And I was like, uh, no, because I don't have a sort of art style. So I guess in that respect, I'm very lucky because I don't get people that get angry. <laughs> I think I think people would get angry if I stopped painting on seapods and went more traditional. So that's where I guess I have to be mindful. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a couple of questions about the, um, about the techniques since we started on that. Um, what kind of mediums, what kind of tools are you using? You already said that you're cleaning them, drying them, fumigating them. Uh, do you prime or like do you what kind of brushes do you use? What kind of medium? So as you can imagine, because all the seed pods are different, all, all of them have different textures, different uh, uh, what's the word? absorption rates they're all like they're also varied so I would say there's no uh no one like it, you know if I was just a acrylic artist you could just say I just use acrylics and I just use paint brushes of this and this and this but I would say I have tried uh watercolors I've tried acrylic paint I've tried um, plowable medium I've tried acrylic inks I've tried uh, uh, it's almost like uh, the um, like watercolor paint pens I've done mm-hmm. acrylic paint pens like I could just I could just keep listing it off um, but I guess it just depends you asked me one specific sea pod and I say this is what I use for that for instance if it was a black bean sea pod it's um, it's almost like painting on wood. I can prime it if I want to, but if I prime it, that means that over time what happens is I'll paint it with an acrylic paint and I can either use a paint brush or I can use a paint pen. And if I leave it for a couple of days, then the subtle texture of the seed pod will come through if I don't use primer, whereas if I do use primer, then it's almost like you're just doing a rock painting where you lose all of the texture below it. So it just depends what sort of intention I have with the seed pod. So if I just, there's some black bean seed pods, for instance, that are so twisty that you can see the inside of the seed pod on the outside as well, if that makes sense. So I might want to prime that whole thing because the inside is what you're actually is the highlight of the whole thing instead of the outside 
you know, and that's another thing with seed pods. They have all these different surfaces. I'm working on a 3D object. So I might, for some of it, I might want just the, the base of it to almost just be white, completely white. So I'll use primer on that, but on the top, I might want to just have a slight iridescent feel to it. So I might just use like color shift water colors, which I'm starting to get into and they're phenomenal. Or there's one seed pod that I painted and I painted it in, you know, um, a usual sort of pattern that I would do, which is usually lots of um, centric, circle centric sort of designs and and pointillist sort of um, methods. But what I've gotten into is also UV paint. So I'll start putting a little design very intricately, like you can't really notice that it's a secondary design. And then when I get a UV light on it, it will, again, transform it into a different pattern that you didn't even see that was there. That's what I'm playing with at the moment. And That's so interesting. It, yeah, so I, I did one on there with a huge um, banksia and, oh, I'm just like only just experimenting just with the littlest degree. So, you know, I've just got all of these techniques that I'm just trying to experiment at the moment and just see where that takes me. So it's a hard question, really hard. No, it's a simple question, but a hard answer. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever tried uh, glow-in-the-dark paint? Yeah, so that's what the um, so the UV and glow-in-the-dark paint, they're, they're, they're similar, different but similar. Um, I've done some glow-in-the-dark paint for, for Nikolai because he wanted, I don't know, there's this seed pod that we have. It's really spiky and he calls it crockle. So um, he likes, I don't know, there's just he likes, it's almost like the only way I can describe it is it's sort of like the Avatar movie where the scene where it's just nighttime and there's all these little glow-in-the-dark creatures just coming out. That, yes, I have. Sorry. Yes, I have. Right. And it, <laughs> just i can't wait to do more two uh two under three is difficult as um as you would now understand with having a child you you try to you try to get every moment you can with the little moment that you have you know yeah so yeah i can't so it's sort of like i can't wait until no, I should say I'm looking forward to the times where Nikolai's maybe just even six months older so we can, like we paint together now, but there's a different level of appreciation when, because he gets frustrated because he wants to paint as sort of intricately as me. He goes, draw like mama, draw like mama, and he, and he does get frustrated because he can't paint what I'm painting. But I guess I can't wait till that sort of, become something that we can all do together because they've shown a lot of interest in that with collecting seed pods and they see me collect and I don't know it's something that we do now as a family which I didn't you know I don't set out to plan to do that but it's just something that's happened that's actually was sorry my other, tangent my, tangent I know <laughs> <laughs> that was my other question you kind of answered it before I, I asked you um are you painting with your kids or how are you collaborating with your kids? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we, yeah, we paint together. Definitely. That's awesome. I, uh, well, I look forward to the time when my little one <laughs> is a little bit older. <laughs> that is, you know, the anticipation of that because he's one month old. He doesn't even understand that he has hands yet. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I always look forward. I love that. I love that word. Actually, that's what I should say. Instead of I'm looking forward to, I'm I, I have so much anticipation, and I'm, it's it's exciting to think that soon, you know, your child will be able to be have an interest in what you're doing because that's how children are. They're like, oh, what's mommy doing? Like, I want to know, and that sort of, you know, it's sort of the innocence in discovery. Yeah. And that that look that they have is the same look that adults have when they hold my seed pods. And I think that's what <laughs> I was trying to say before. It's this just this this tiny little moment in time where 
they almost look childlike because they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that fascination and curiosity. Do, yeah. yeah. Alrighty. Well, thank um, you. Thank you. <laughs> we made it. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, thank you for giving this podcast another chance. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure if it's as good as the last time, but I feel like I feel like we've um there's more depth to this one. Yeah, I, well, we we covered a lot of ground. Uh I I feel very good about this conversation uh and I enjoyed it as much as the first one. I hope you did too. And we will definitely, you know, we we will definitely see each other again. And I will have to research the custom rules and how I can send you those uh, pine cones and stuff. There, there are a couple more that I can send well, you. I have I no just, idea if you if you have the same things in Australia or not. I, I just cannot imagine that you know anything in the United States can be the same as in Australia. <laughs> I literally, I literally just declare it, and they, they decide whether or not they it can be passed. Because that's with the pine cones, um, not the pine cones, the um, acorn that was just listed. And, yeah, it was fine. So give it a go. And the, the worst case scenario is they destroy it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Or they, or you can um, you can make a uh, return to the sender so they can return it. But I um, let me know because I am happy to pay for postage. Okay. Well, we will talk about it offline. <laughs> yeah. All right. My baby's just waking up. A good timing. Yeah, mine, I guess, is getting hungry. So, <laughs> thank, thank you. you so much. It's so good to see you Bye-bye. again. Bye. Bye. It has been another episode of In the Art Scene podcast. If you liked today's conversation, please give us a good review on Apple and go listen to other great stories. Check out our website, intheartscene.com or follow us on Instagram at InTheArtScene for more content. If you are a creative and you want to share your story, shoot us a message from the website or DM us on Instagram. Look forward to seeing you next time in the art scene.